It is a period of civil discourse. Fans of the Mission to Zix podcast have banded together to devote even more time to the Mission to Zix podcast by talking about it in a long-format fan podcast. This is the Zix Fancast. Welcome to the Zix Fancast, where we will be talking about episodes of the wonderful science fiction podcast, Mission to Zix. Today we are discussing episode two, which is Nermi I Shrunk the Crew, featuring Sashir Zameda. So we're your hosts, Brandon. And Rebecca. So just for reference, the current episode, because we're sort of recording this on past episodes, is uh, number 216, Oh Zima's Back. Hopefully that hasn't <laughs> spoiled everything. Um... So yeah, this is the first episode where we actually have a guest on this. Not our podcast, but the one... <laughs> the first... That's coming, though. It is coming. But uh, this is the first one that they have a guest. So episode 102. Uh, and a good a good get for a guest, if I might say so. I feel bad that I don't know who it is. Oh, she was on Saturday Night Live. I don't get Saturday Night Live in England. Ah, oh, well, <laughs> I'll just trust me on that, that she's okay. a good guest. Okay, so uh, the synopsis of this episode is, from their website, The crew visits the lush forest moon of Grenland and find that shrinking down just makes bigger problems. Dar pulls a plek. A marriage is consumated. (laughs) Mm, We'll get into that. Yep, we will. Oh, oh, we will. (laughs) Okay. Oh, that was a bad pun. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> starting off started. strong all right all right so anyways let's go through uh let's start going through the episode how about just a proviso we may mention spoilers for future episodes so. oh i'm sure we will in Ew. fact there's something i'm gonna mention about a certain bean that you know yeah. all right anyways <laughs> um okay so we start off with a wonderful intro the period of civil war has ended <laughs> and the music is back i love it music it makes me smile every time every time you just feel yeah. space anyways <laughs> uh and it starts out with hey dar yeah we're starting off with the, with the question so they've already set it as a precedent that that's how the episode's open that plek is just like gonna ask a bunch of personal questions to the crew at the start <laughs> yeah it's and so good, he starts a, out yeah it's a good way to, to to get into an episode i think yeah but yeah, Plex starts out being like, hey, Dar, what species are you? Or no, he doesn't ask, even ask that directly. He's just like, no. can I ask you a personal question? No. 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 <laughs> just the <laughs> fact that he then tries to ask other people and gets shot down just so harshly. Yeah, he's being very invasive. But I mean, it doesn't normal. I mean, on many science fiction things, people are usually like very cool about like, sure, you can ask me questions about my species or how, yeah, you know. Exactly. But, like, I don't know, it's just because it's Plek. They're like, oh, Plek, really? <laughs> because Plek. <laughs> <laughs> and C-53 is like, let me tell you loudly why you're invading her privacy, you know. <laughs> also, I want to caution. They use female pronouns. Mm. We're going to try to do good about that. Yeah. They, they, we, I remember talking to uh, Seth on the Discord and Seth was like, yeah, we've been real bad about that at the start of the thing. <laughs> As with all things, it's always sort of in constant flux about what is canon and what's not canon. And That's true. It's an uh, improvised podcast. We gotta, well, you know. Exactly, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> hey, Bargy. No! <laughs> Plex immediately, well, Plex up by uh, saying that a planet full of dolls would be crazy. <laughs> Just like... Yeah, I, but he, he says, Dar, you're a fascinating creature, which I was surprised nobody picked up on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for being, like, the the eagerness for everybody to just jump on Plek about that kind of stuff. <laughs> Not to say they're waiting for an opportunity to jump on Plek. I mean, but, uh... yeah. but they, I mean, that's part of what makes us wonderful. Like, the, the Magic Tavern style of, like, yeah, you're gonna offend to somebody. That. Yeah, straight yeah. away. <laughs> I, I don't think he's. It's 
something they're stealing from Magic Tavern. I think it's just a, a oh no, a it's very ins- fun way of doing yeah. it. You know, it's, I mean, I know there's inspiration there. No, nobody's stealing from Magic Tavern, and no. offending people is not a Magic Tavern's exclusive. No. But it is very much an Arnie kneecap thing to just just offend everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ask dumb questions yeah but like you were saying is dar so they established that dar is huge with furry scales which is the most yeah. the most we've gotten i think of a description of dar that's certainly a, a challenging thing to try and imagine yeah and i mean a planet full of dars would actually be crazy it feels <gasps> like how dare you sir i know i'm pulling a plaque <laughs> but you know but that is like you think about that like are they just jucking all the time like in various, I don't know. Maybe I just have a weird. Never mind. Don't worry about it. I'm sh- I'm sure. All right. Mentions at one point that her planet's crazy and everyone's killing each other all the time. Was it in the X Mars episode? Something like that. That like yeah. I think it was like the when they did Juck Mary Kill in yeah. in one of the Profcons. That I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. If they play that game, and they're like that originated from your planet, didn't it? <laughs> yep, that's the that's the one. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. So. um and then C-53 is like, so would a planet of me be crazy? Because, you know, you can shoot me and I'd be fine. <laughs> C is acting like he's in a, like a mortal god or something like that. But, like, yeah. realistically... Well, I mean, he then establishes that, you know, he's he's had many frames. He is just the cube inside him. True, but the cube is a physical thing. Like, that, I had a question. Do cubes have, like, backups? Because it seems like uh, sometimes C can like transmit stuff, mm. you know. Yeah. Maybe it's consciousness, yeah. but that seems like it's a little bit like. I know we're getting ahead of, but I think on the next episode they establish that like he can jump into another body remotely or something like. Yeah. It's very strange, but you know. But if they have backups, then we have a chance of getting one of our favorite characters back. Mm. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's established later on that a lot of of well, I was about to say creatures, but uh, um, droids and ships, and there's just a lot of cubes just floating around. Yeah. So it's not like it's a it's an unusual thing. That's true. And I mean, it would make sense to have like a cube backup or something like that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Plek then is discussing like philosophical death to be like when your word when your name is last spoken. <laughs> And C's just like, well, we can kill this semantic argument and make us immortal by your definition. Well, make himself immortal, he begrudgingly adds Plek. Yeah, I, I thought, like, C-53 probably wrote, like, Plek sucks as the repeated message until the end of time. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Yeah. It's like, Plek sucks. Plek sucks. Plek sucks. C-53. Plek sucks. C-53. Plek sucks. Yeah, he just adds his name forever, but Plek is just like... <laughs> I thought that was we, funny. Yeah, if we ever get a chance to talk to Jeremy, we should ask him that. <laughs> yes. Also, then um, Nermi calls Nermi with a mission call. for them. It's interesting that, given that it's still an early episode, that Jeremy's still taking his time to 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 enunciate every word very carefully about there's a incoming transmission from Junior Operations Manager Nermit Bundeloy. Yeah, I'm sure he has notes in front of him to be like, this Mm. is exactly what I'm going to say every time. As I'm sure that Matt Young does with Usador's name. Oh, well, yes, by this point. Yeah, by this point maybe he's fine, but But, yeah. uh, But I remember listening to early episodes trying to to remember every single word in every episode and it it took me a while before I could actually remember the entire... I am Usador. Well, the entire job title for for uh, for Nermi, yes. But, uh, this, I suppose the same for Usador. It takes a while before you can remember every single one of those. That's true. And then his uh, job title does change at some points. Yes. Well, but you know, Usador the lighter blue at one point. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> but he doesn't change his name for that. So, uh. mm. I've not gone too too much of a magic tavern tangent, but uh, magic. Hello from the magic tangent. Welcome. <laughs> doing a live show in London tomorrow and I am so looking forward to it. Oh, I'm jealous. Oh, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. I had to get that in. I am so excited about it. Alright, well that's, the, that's, a different, that's for a different fan cast that we don't <laughs> actually do. But, um, but what I was going to say... It's the London Podcast Festival and we're going we're gonna to get Zix on the London Podcast Festival God, next year. Rod damn right it. we are. I'm going to make it happen. Alright. 
<laughs> I'm still trying to get them to come to MAGFest, but I think I have to work on MAGFest more than I have to work on the six people. <laughs> but yes. Um, Sorry. Okay. So anyways, uh, Nervy calls, and he's <laughs> got a fancy new shirt. Which is oh. because he's had five demerits. Oh, bless him. I know. They're like, that's a nice new shirt. It's because I've been, you know... <laughs> And also, it seems like Nermi is the only one that's getting, like, punished for the cruise, like... Yeah, it's like, oh, the Bajerian Jaden and co. just plek... Uh, I was going to say plecking up, but plecking up on yeah. other missions to lead to these demerits? Or is is Nermi doing stuff in the office that leads to these demerits? I feel like he's just properly filing the paperwork. Like, I feel like he's mostly too honest... And all the other missions operations are like, everything went fine. <laughs> but I think he's actually filling out the paperwork. That's that's kind of my headcanon, that he's just too honest about, oh, the crew did this, and here's all the things that went wrong, and you know. And then someone got shot. Yes. <laughs> Whereas people he's... would leave that out of reports, mostly. Oh, he so desperately wants to be a senior operations manager. Oh, or even just a regular missions operation manager. Oh. <laughs> I know. But then they're like, do you normally wear clothes? <laughs> well, I mean, that's a fair question for us. <laughs> <laughs> but like, they're like, we're not a planet of nudists. Which, I mean, that's a very fair question. Yeah. But, uh, and then Barge is like, I'm a nudist. She wore the tiniest skirts. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right. What, what... I love that Barge's character is just developing in this in truly salacious way. I know. And I was going to say, I'm surprised we haven't had any fan art of Bargy wearing a skirt somehow. Because I don't even know oh. how that would work. I'm going to draw it. Okay, on my great. List. Thank you. <laughs> it, oh, but it has to be painted on? Question mark. Well, yes, indeed. I mean, it's, it's not her original hull anymore. It's not original hull. Good old no. Double D Bargy. Diesel oh. and disease. <laughs> I have to make that into a t shirt. It has to be a thing. It just has a picture of Bargy and it says Diesel and disease. Yep. Like, above and below. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think that might sell. <laughs> I mean, I'd buy it. I mean, I would too. But, like, you think of just, like, the, the, the horrible, like, you know, t-shirts you'd see, like, with that, like, you'd do it in, like, you know, the kind of style that's, like, that's supposed to be, like, a pinup or something like that. But you do it with yeah. Barchie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, dear. I mean, you know, and they bring up that there is a thing called ships I'd like to check. <laughs> yes, those silge websites. <laughs> the silge websites. I, I don't know why I was surprised, but that is definitely on brand for this podcast. I mean, this podcast does have, like I said, heavy sexual themes, mm. but like... but No swearing, but very adult content. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't think they have an explicit label, though, which is technically true. Yeah, was that brought up in the Discord? Uh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. I mean, like I said, they don't drop any F-bombs. <laughs> they drop J-bombs plenty, but, you know. But yes, and also, uh, Bargy mentioned something about, like, so all this, all her clothes are painted, were painted on, and then they burned up in the atmosphere. And then, um, and she says, oh, my skin, oh, wait, how do you say... Hull, or <laughs> which I thought that was a fun like. Barge is like, oh yeah, what do you call this thing that's on me? You know. Well, it brings up an interesting question about sort of these these uh in artificial intelligences inside of these ships. You know, I mean, oh. when they're created, what do they know about themselves? Oh, that's true. What if Bargy was created from like somebody else? Like, was from, a, like, a Tellurian or something like that, whose consciousness was uploaded. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have seen people's consciousnesses going between cubes. I mean... And that means, like, somewhere there's, like, Bargy Prime, who's the model for all the other Bargies or something. Oh, well, the original... Maybe the original Bargy was actually, like, a black and white film actress. Oh, my gosh. Oh, <gasps> wow. We've really gotten into something. We need that autobiography. <laughs> Alden, are you listening? Make this a Patreon thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright, well anyway, like the audiobook of Bargy's autobiography. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you could get into like some real deep stuff here. Ooh. 
like for a dumb podcast, it's asking a lot of interesting questions about yeah. the nature of artificial intelligence. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but also, I mean, and Bargy's like, I wrote an autobiography, and she's very open about her, you know, the work she's had done, which, you know, that's very, you know, positive. She's open about a lot of things. Yeah, she's open about a lot of things, if you know what I mean. Oh! oh. <laughs> hash <to> hash. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> But also, I want to bring up something about the about Nermi's stuff that, like, mm-hmm. you they they mentioned that like you get five more demerits and he loses his shirt, which happens. It does. I mean, but, at the beginning, I'm wondering is Dar encouraging this because they really want to see him? Yes. the shirt on, or is she just absolutely being sort of mean? I think she's it's ribbing him. I think that the reason Dar is so, like, fast and loose with things in this episode is because they want to see Nermi without a shirt. Dar is definitely fast and loose. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, the, um, what was I going to say? You anything, I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, pretty much. I mean, (laughs) I'm One of the reasons I love her. I love all of them. I can't pick a favourite. I know, right? The the cast just works so well together. But what I, oh, what I was going to say is, do you take more and more clothing off for more and more demerits? Or is, there, or is there a point where they're like, okay, this one's no shirt, this one's weird pants, this one's socks, like... <laughs> Get to so many minus demerits and they make you wear, like, clown shoes or something. Yeah, like, I was wondering, and what are the levels of more demerits? Ooh, bless it. <laughs> and also, that's a weird system of, like, hey, you did poorly, you don't get to wear a shirt anymore. They give people koozies. It's a I mean, true. weird It's system. a weird... Yeah, no, you're right. It, the it's... bureaucracy of the Federated Alliance is a little screwy at best. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. But yes. Um, and the, the Okay, so the mission, the actual mission is for The actual them, mission. Is for them to go to an adorable planet yeah, of Grenland. Which you asked... When we were chatting earlier, do you think that that if it was a pun on Greenland? Or yes. If it was just... I didn't know if that was something that's thrown in. Or they're like, eh, Greenland. Eh. It might be. Eh, regardless. I, mean, <laughs> I don't think it was... was listening... it, it wasn't set up to be a punchline, so, you know. But I was listening to the uh, the Good Place podcast, and they were chatting to, to Mike Schur, the, you know, the guy who created the Good Place, and he comes up with really weird, unique names for his characters. Apparently, literally, just by sitting down and typing until something comes out with his fingers. I mean, I've done that. Like in, in my game, whenever I'm kind of with like names for NPCs and stuff like that, I often just go to like fantasy name generator or dwarf name generator, like whatever I'm looking for to be like. Mm. I've come up with like people like sci-fi name generators, and I honestly just make a list of things. Like whenever I'm doing a, a GM thing, I just make a list of like ten NPCs that I can throw in at any given moment, and I have just like. Because I'm usually running online, um, I just write like, "Oh, this name would be perfect for oh the mayor of the town or something that I haven't established yet." So I just have stuff like ready to go, essentially. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't even do any creative writing, but every time I see an interesting place name, you know, in England when I'm driving around, I'll make a note of it just in case I need an interesting character name at some yeah. point. Because there are some weird British place names. I'm sure you're aware. Oh yes, <laughs> I was gonna say um, if if. <laughs> There's a couple other ones that, like, I, I started using some of the names from some of the places of, like, in, like, Long Island, New York. Because there is a bridge called Throg's Neck. And nice. now are the trolls in uh, Phase Shift are coming out. They're from the planet Throg. So. Nice. That, but that's one of those things. Just a helpful pro tip for you. The way English place names are written isn't always the name they are, the uh, way they are pronounced. So oh, I'm sure. Not just talking about like Loughborough or, or ones like that. There's a, a place in Suffolk that looks like it's spelt Garboldisham, what? but it's pronounced Garblesham. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there are some other amazing examples, but I won't go off on that tangent. That's fine. I could do the whole new podcast on British place names. I really could. There we go. Welcome to the British Place Names podcast. <laughs> and why they're dumb. We'll just record it in the middle of this. You know. <laughs> A podcast within a podcast like Munch Squad. Podception. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Back on track. Toot, toot, toot. 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 Yes. Because <laughs> that's the next thing I had in my notes. 
Okay, so okay. we've got so, moving that into an ad for MeUndies, which we've established all of the commercials are canon. Mm-hmm. So and, and for this one, yeah, this one is, is this one is just mentioned especially to be like, oh yeah, that rebellion guy who sells underwear. <laughs> I thought that was pretty great, but uh, I love it. Oh, anyways, uh, they land on the planet, mm-hmm. and they are welcomed by a very tiny delegation of the princess, which they can't see to start off with. <laughs> And then the princess is very small. The princess, uh, who is Sashir Zameda. Zameda, sorry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, who keeps establishing, like, they are like, oh, yeah, you're so small. And she's like, no, you're too big. You're all way too big. <laughs> Which, I, I, that's a good I recurring joke. I don't think they ever establish what her species is. I think we sort of infer that she's some sort of fairy because she has pretty wings and they're in this brightly colored sort of beautiful... True. Magical fantasy place, and so. also some of them are horses? Question mark. <laughs> but that's you know. But yeah, fluffing and bedazzling wings for a wedding. <laughs> for a wedding, sure. Nice of them to mention that it was a wedding when they asked for ambassadors to come along. I know, right? Like that's something. <laughs> and one of them is supposed to marry her. <laughs> surprise! <laughs> yes, surprise. But also, I mentioned something like, and and this is spoiling a little bit, but we figure out later that. Uh, but you should have listened to the damn episode already, all of you who are listening to this. Um, this is not a pre-episode. This is not a companion piece. You should not be listening to these at the same time. That would be very strange. Also, we're not on the... Anyways. No. Tangents. All right. So, um, but yeah, I was going to say, the the off the, you have to marry an off-worlder thing is really honestly a pain in the ass, because that means about 50% of royalty gets eaten by an off-worlder. Yeah. Right? Well, mm. Let's go too far ahead in the episode, but if if they get married just to eat each other and not juck, how do they propagate? That is something to wonder about. It literally just occurred to me, having listened to this episode, oh, three times, four times, I've lost count. Then again, um, doesn't that sort of mean that, I mean, looking too far into these things kind of gets horrifying sometimes. Does that mean that, like, essentially the female of these fairy species are essentially parasites that produce more of themselves a la like an alien sort of situation yeah. it's weird because you'd assume they started this ritual of marrying off welders to sort of like get more people in to sort of like diversify diversify the sort of you know the the genetics so they don't yeah. get too interbred but now they're eating each other yeah, I, I I can only assume this is like one of those situations where like their genetic material fuses or something. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves. We've, Anyways, yeah. I, it's, it, only it was just, just so Shadana, it was so. so bizarre that you know. <laughs> also, I mentioned they so they have miniaturization technology, which mm. I, which they offer to shrink down the crew, which I thought was odd because that I mean, why do they have? miniaturization technology unless they specifically have a reason to i guess enlarge themselves and that's just the reverse well maybe you know they decided they started to want to marry off welders and then i guess this is like the first time they actually encounter well not this time but when they start encountering people from off worlds they discover that everyone is actually much bigger than them true so they decide they need to invent technology you know necessity being being the mother of invention i suppose so, so I guess that they just made this happen once they got visits from. <laughs> all right. I I I, sp- I I'll I'll concede that point. <laughs> I just thought it was odd originally to be like they're just like you're too big, but you yeah. know, I thought that was because they wanted to somehow size themselves up. Yeah, why wouldn't they just size? Yeah, good point. <laughs> I guess they're very you know everyone else is too big. They don't want to make themselves. Anyway. Yeah, why should they have to change? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but uh they're like congratulations on being a princess and she says i didn't know anything i was just born mm. i was like the same no, I'm kidding. Like <laughs> but it's, it's worth pointing out that dar said they would be interested in jucking whatever shatana is but she's just too big <laughs> <laughs> they're like yeah you're t- far too big <laughs> but, but i can say that you can't say that <laughs> yeah I, I did like how how Dark got offended when he was like, only I can say that I'm too big, you're not allowed to say that. <laughs> but I mean, it is very, you know, because you get it, like, everything, nothing seems that, like, everything does seem like, yeah, it could be very offensive. Mm. 
And yeah, the miniaturization process, it's it's usually okay. Uh, what's the slip-up? Death. Mm, only rarely kills people. <laughs> <laughs> and they shrink C-53, who's like, it's probably fine. Yeah, it's alright. I appreciate his tiny flare sounding like fireworks. I know. <laughs> there's there's some good foley in this episode. There is, there really is. And the whole thing, there's the jungle... Mm. Like, if you get the, like, the planet... You get a good ambient noise for the planet. Yeah, it sounds like a forest world. So That's adorable. That's adorable. Yes. Mm. I don't know if it sounds adorable. Maybe Shane should have added in some more sort of, like, twinkly sounds or something. <laughs> That's true. But, you know. the uh, So they shrink Black and they've disfigured him horribly. Mm. And this isn't going to be the first time that he gets horrible bodily disfigurements. That's true. But I also wanted to mention something. That Plek is a, has a giant head and tiny arms and legs. And is that too unlike a certain bean that we know? Mm. See, my first thought was those terrible chibi sort of style oh, that's of true. drawing. That and I mean, <sighs> what that would make sense on an adorable planet. Yeah, that's why they think he's so cute. Yeah, that's he's true. So cute. Yeah. And he's like, "Can I stay this way?" <laughs> 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 Maybe that's it. That makes sense. And Dar's like when they shrink Dar. We, we I, I didn't do the math on this. But they, apparently they shrink Dar, and then Dar is of the size of Plek originally. Yeah, so now she's Tellurian size. So I'm sure somebody could do the, the math to work out how big she would have been before. You know, what the ratio of shrinkage that this machine is, you know? Yeah, I mean, I assume it's percent based and not like they just had the setting wrong. But like, for Plek to go from, I'm going to say five feet. Oh. I mean, look. <laughs> <laughs> Probably accurate. Uh, 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 we don't know, but I'm going to say Plek is approximately humanish size. Yeah. I'm five foot two. <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, and this is, again, this is giving like a. So, assuming Plek goes from 60 inches to one inch. Mm-hmm. Are you actually doing the math? Have you got a, cal- I'm about you've got to, a calculator? I have a calculator. <laughs> so, I mean, the ratio is one to 60. So to get, Jesus. so assuming six, so it's 60 times. So Dar would then have to be 3,600 inches <laughs> to, to be what Plek was. Jesus. I know she's bigger, but maybe like you can only so That means Dar somebody. would be 300 feet tall. That's amazing. It's canon. It's canon. <laughs> it's canon. Which means that, yeah, no, wow. That, How big the is perspective. Dodgy? That, um, oh my god, but there's no re- I mean... <laughs> like... <laughs> so, I can only assume the shrinky machine can only be used once, otherwise they would have shrunk her again. So, like, maybe they adjusted the percentage True. shrinkage for Dar and got it wrong, and they're like, nah, close enough. True. And there may there may have been other factors in that um, Dar is mostly empty space. That's true. Yeah. You can store a lot of stuff up in those flaps and shoots. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But yes, the... Alright, now let's keep talking about the science of this miniaturization device. <laughs> but uh, no, the um, it's probably just like, eh, they said it sort of wrong or it's variable or whatever, you know. Regardless. I don't think much thought actually went into it. I think whatever was funny in the moment. But I'm just going to choose to believe that Dar is normally yeah. 300 feet tall. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. Yep. So... <laughs> and uh, so when Dar gets shrunk down, uh, they keep they keep saying like, Oh, look at me, how cute I am. Like, I'm going to shake my tiny fanny. I know. <laughs> Dar really obs- is obsessed with being like cute. Mm. And I mean, later on in the uh, Bad Ombre episode, Dar gets a uh, like a bag of like hair to put on as like a wig, and Dar's like, give me a couple of minutes, and then runs off. <laughs> oh, but then we find out Plex's bedroom is the same color as the, as <laughs> the beautiful, the, bright, colorful like scheme. Like baby blues glasses. and stuff like that. may i say this is a very adorable planet no you may not (laughs) i know it's it's funny (laughs) sorry go ahead so so i was just gonna say about what the uh the important export of this planet is oh yes their their trade is (laughs) kisses Uh, and dreams kisses and dreams (laughs) how many how many wishes for a dream (laughs) i thought that was a fun little fun little side yeah, getting into the um, exchange rate of these things. I know. <laughs> it's funny when you go into, like, 
What you which is I guess what we're doing, but you deep dive <laughs> way too far into like how does this really work? And it's an improvised podcast. I know, but I love the deep dives and taking it way too seriously. <laughs> I know when people are doing like the like magic tavern to be like, let's explore yeah. exactly what this has to be. No word of a lie, I am halfway through re-listening to every Magic Tavern episode oh because gosh. I'm going to do an accurate map of Foon. <gasps> that's I've made wonderful. Note of every single place name that's been mentioned and where it is in relation to Hogsface or in relation to Skur or relation to anything else and I'm going to do this map and I've always sketched it out. Wow, that's impressive. So, yeah, that's yeah. I'm that kind of nerd. I mean, well, let me tell I, you something. I, mm. I uh, Seasons 1... So, you know whose line is anyway? Yes, I have seen that. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> the um, So on the US version, because this makes a little more sense, because uh, anyways, it doesn't make any sense still, but I went through and I added up all the points. Nice. And so... that kind of stuff. And it surprisingly is non-numerical much of the time. <laughs> Excellent. So I was like, somebody gets like a gold star at one point, and I think at one point they just hand like one of them a billion points, so clearly like, I think... I think it's, uh, I think Ryan won and my th- <laughs> for seasons one and two or something like that. Anyways, so I, it, as you might imagine, it's a very painstaking process to make sure you don't miss anything. Mm. So anyways, that's the level of nerd some... that I've done. So yeah. Does the phrase Mornington Crescent mean anything to you? It does. I remember there was a, oh God, there was a club at my high school that huh. was like, I feel some all right. Some why don't you explain this because I'm, yeah. I've only got a... <laughs> that's a bit off base. No, there's um, a long running uh, panel radio show on uh, Radio Four, BBC Radio Four. Um, I think I'm trying to remember which one it was. I think it's just a minute because there's a couple of very funny radio ones. But either way, one of the uh, the sections is called Mornington Crescent, where it's literally. A game that has no rules, but yes. they take it very seriously. Yes, that was exactly that's that's literally what we did. There was a, okay, yeah. So there was a club from in tube high school to tube station. Yeah, yeah. There was just like a pl- place to place, and we just make up rules about being like, okay, well, my guy is this, and so I do this, but you can never actually make it to the end. That was the only rule. Mm. Well, in theory, Bornington Crescent does have an end, but. It's whoever gets to, to Mornington Crescent the place first. Yes, but we made so sure ridiculous. that the game can never end. That was it. I would, I would double check rule. which Radio Four panel show it is, and I'll put it on our Twitter feed later. Absolutely, <laughs> just in case anyone wants to. But it's crazy because it it's just it. something in, like in high school in Arizona, so that's pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, <laughs> welcome Sorry, to the yes, tangent ta- cast. Tangents? Tangent cast. <laughs> <laughs> Tangent within a tangent. So okay. we were at. I I have my next thing of notes as you're shiny. I am very shiny. I am very shiny. As sort of a an accusation of you're cute. Well, you're shiny. I don't think we know what color that uh, C fifty three is, but I imagine him as silver. Eh, yeah, pretty just much that standard pretty robot silver color. Yeah, just regular robot. Very shiny. That's it. Probably less shiny in his in his newest form, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> His gray skin, I think, in the new... Right? His current form is gray skin. I don't remember that. Oh, boy. You gotta, bit, listen, you gotta re-listen to some of those. Yeah. Anyways. Well, um, yeah, talking about nerdy things, now that I've, I've sort of set the precedent of trying to document all the, the lore things that's established in all these episodes as we're talking about it, that's definitely one that's going to be added to the list. So. All right. But, uh, okay. Anyways, the... Um, Plek is yes, like, can I marry a princess? Is that, like, allowed? I can't do that, right? And sees it's f- so funny how much Dar and C want to just ship Plek off to this planet. Like, mm. you definitely get that, like, oh, yeah, you could totally do that, you know? Definitely. But... Yeah, you can't get out of this. You totally could do... You could marry her. Go on. Yeah, yeah, no, you're yeah. not getting out of this, buddy. You pass the buck unto you. <laughs> also, I mentioned that Dar is being Plek's size, question mark, and being able to pick up a horse mm. and scare it to death. Mm. Chuckles, mm. no. no. Her brother? Question mark. Mm. Yeah, good point. <laughs> and, but yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, this is where Dar really pulls a plaque, as it's. Uh, oh. It is mentioned in the yeah. description. Yeah, she really plaques up. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dar really does get distracted very easily on, especially on this mission. I don't know if Dar is trying to give Nermi demerits, but you know. Aww. 
But yes, and Plex head is giant, and they're like, oh, please nod, Plex. Ah! God, that was funny. I love that. It was. <laughs> um, I was going to say, uh, and also, that now we uh, they come upon the king. Mm, which so is, we meet her dad. Yes. And Mujan is doing the voice, which is pretty pretty solid, because I know you didn't notice that it was uh, Mujan doing the voice originally. Yeah. Because usually I can work out which person it is that's doing all these NPC voices, but that one that one caught me out. True, but uh, and honestly, until I like looked into this more, like Mujan's voice is she's got like a lot of vocal range as far as like doing a bunch of different characters. It surprised me. I'm like, wait, she does that, and you know, because I didn't even think about it originally. Because I had assumed it was Winston, but I think you pointed out that to me earlier. Yeah. Winston isn't in this one. Winston is not in this episode. Hell, interesting. Anyways. Um, we meet the dad who doesn't have a name. Who yes, apparently the, the king gave birth to a horse as well as children. <laughs> yes, that's that's a weird point in this world. So we'll just yeah. we just um, all we can really do is just accept that and move on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, and <laughs> yes, and and I was like I was gonna say uh, I said wait are only princesses marrying offworlders? Wait, no, because <laughs> no, never mind, because it still was an offworlder they ate. Hmm. Where, oh my god the, the dad married a flacarian flacarian yes flacarian yeah who was actually a stand-up comedian and very spiky uh, very spiky which means they the, ate very spiky creature yes but of course we don't know that until later true but that means that theoretically if it was like a prince that had to marry somebody then they would be coming here to be eaten also true yeah that's well, much that's more terrifying. Weird. Yeah. That is like, oh, let's look at this adorable planet. We're gonna eat you now. Oh, no, we're getting into Griffin McElroy. Oh boy. Now. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, they and um... you get to one of the best lines of the episode. Yes. <laughs> oh, your proportions are totally <laughs> regular. Totally regular. <laughs> your proportions are totally regular. Oh, wow, play. <laughs> wow. But honestly, it's one of the it's one of the lesser. Plague is much more insulting slash, <laughs> slash he's, offensive. He's trying so hard and still plecking it up. I know, but that's Plek. Hey, that is Plek. He is so valid. He's but I mean, sense. realistically, like you see, if this was the level of like offense, then you would see a lot more of this in like Trek or something like that to be like. We don't know about your planet. Would you tell us more about these fascinating blah blah blahs? They'd be like, "Wow, dude, Picard, hold up for a minute," you know. <laughs> so Shitana wants to marry her horse Juno. Yes, but I have to settle for your mother. You can never marry Juno. <laughs> the, like the setup of like the forbidden love between her and the horse. Oh, but the makeout scene is so gross. It is. Oh, Shatana oh. really hates Plek and everybody, and so does yeah. Juno. But you know, and like, who thought of adding a horse as the alternate love interest to Plek? Like, yeah, I want to know whose idea that was. Yeah, somebody's got to be like, wow, this almost went real horrible. Ooh. And then they're like, well, were you? Would you be able to marry an off-world horse? <laughs> and they thought that was the way out of it, and they're like. Oh no, that's way worse. Mm. Like, by this point, I've, I've, I was really enjoying the the the, well, the, the way the horse speaks. If yeah. you allow, <laughs> 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 but was, I and, enjoyed it. And everyone else understands the horse grunts, except for play. Which does that mean? So does that mean that everyone's got the, a translator that's better than Plex? Oh, or it is like sort of like um, a Babelfish Hitchhiker's Guide sort of thing that yeah. for some reason Plek just didn't get because he's Plek. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't download the update probably or whatever. Because and also they establish. I do like how in this they establish that there's a couple languages like Tellurian is one, which may also be regular. Yeah, common. Or yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's it's they call it the languages are regular and weird, and then Juntawa. <laughs> and Juntawa. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the new norm they establish weird speaking. Anyways. But, yeah, speaking of, of weird, then we learn that on um, Plex planet of Ranger 6, they just kill a horse when it breaks yes. a leg. Oh, God. I don't know how it works on this planet, but on Rangus 6, where I'm from, if a horse even breaks a leg, that horse is pretty much done. Really?
Do you don't have any horse hospitals or doctors? No, no. If a horse breaks its leg, you just kill it. What happens to a Tellurian when they break their leg? I go to the doctor. What? Why wouldn't you treat them the same? I I mean, I'm not a horse doctor, so I don't know, but I'm just saying... Oh, so now you're saying there are horse doctors, and yet you still kill the horses. (laughs) Very nice play. So there are horse doctors. (laughs) Very nice play. And also, I'll just say Dark kills Juno. An excellent defense. (laughs) <laughs> Dar has already killed horses. Yep, we established. Yeah, they. Uh, I do also enjoy that, like they change up the dynamic that somebody is gonna be messing up each time. <laughs> that like Dar is just like Dar's got their own issues. <laughs> and we sort of they verge on talking about horse insects. Yeah, so that... they sort of. I, I, yeah, honestly, I could play. I mean, listen to the damn episode again, people, because I can't. I can't <laughs> put a th- three-minute clip in here, but like, <laughs> but like the whole that exchange is wonderful. Which point we like, be like, you can mate with any horse you want because you're not gonna. <laughs> no, Plex, Plex Planet is just boring and close-minded. Yeah, Rank Six pretty prudish, you know. Yeah. Well, it's funny that they treat in to bring up Magic Tavern again. They treat Arnie like, "Wow, your planet's a bunch of prudes, man." <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> but you know, also they're like when they finally bring Fruho, which is the... yes, totally a different person. <laughs> so it's it's Just our one of the ship horses. It's our ship horse. <laughs> <laughs> Which that that'd be pretty damn funny to be like, oh yeah, we just have a horse on our ship just in case we need to, you know. They don't have like speeders or anything; they just carry a horse. That's true. That would be pretty amusing. Mm. That'd be something the Federated Alliance would do. I feel like just to be like, well, we can't afford to give you vehicles, so here's a horse. It feels like a very rebellion thing to do to have a horse. I guess because that's more like new age. Yeah, I mean, you know, like new cool whatever. Yeah, we're carbon neutral. We have horses, or something. I, I was just—I'm just picturing Sparks Nevada at this point. So, well, yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> robot fists and whatnot. <laughs> and then the, and they're like, "Oh, thank God you found Fru. <laughs> the other three are garbage." Oh, it gets that, so angry. They just it gets like just so insulting. Yeah, just shitting on everybody. Adar <laughs> like, says that they've been called worse, but oh. then takes umbrage at being called ugly. I mean, yeah, it's like now you're just laying it on. But also that made me sound like, oh, Dar. How dare you. And, and apparently there was one thing they are doing to do a public viewing of the consummation, which is just like, they can't, they're also setting up like, oh, we're not just going to set up this weird horse thing and walk away. Mm, now you're going to do it in front of the whole town or you're going to get killed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then we learned that there are four other planets yeah. from the Federated Alliance that have this this same Yeah. To be like, we'll picture. send you to a counselor or something like that. Which, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, at least the Federated Alliance is a bit more civil. You get re-educated instead of killed. Murdered. How bad does it have to be to be murdered? For... Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, and also, like, yes, it would in fact be terrifying to have the princess engage with a full-sized horse, as they say. Yeah, so they do point out that Fruha hasn't been shrunk down at this point. Nope. They'll and find they, a way. They, they will find a way. Oh. Ah. And then, oh. mercifully, they go to an ad for Mod Cloth at that point. Yeah. At which point we learn that there's a, a new uh, time of year, there's a new season. This is Guard. The Starkist Guard. Yeah. So that's getting added to my list of, of canon facts. Absolutely. And apparently there's an offer code Zix for 30% off an order. I don't know if that's active anymore for Mod Cloth. Yeah. We should try to promote the offer codes. We I should, feel like. Yeah. I know for my brother, my, my brother, my brother, and me things. I will still try those codes years later, just yeah. in case to see if they still work. Yeah, why so not? You never know. Yeah. But yeah. So now uh, after the ad, we come upon the wedding scene. Oh yeah, and the ads are still like rebellion. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they're just lightly establishing that the rebellion's out there, and they're doing advertisements because you know that's how you fund the rebellion. Exactly. Exactly. Is by selling out. You know. <laughs> and they're like they they like do the wedding scene. As with a, an horse, not a horse, horse, an horse, an horse. <laughs> These vows, yeah, make Dar cry. I know. And they're like, and like being like, see, it's a wedding. I'm aware it's a wedding. You're being very <laughs> rude right now. I thought yeah, he's I was just not yeah. turning it right back on Plek. I was laughing at the horse grunt speech part. Oh, they're yeah. like, it's beautiful. 
And then, except for the next part, which is the, yeah. the swallowing... Oh. We have another gross make-out scene. Yes. Uh, and, and Fleck points out the horse is still not shrunk, and then he's all over. Yes. Oh. And then, if anyone objects... I cracked up so much It's so line. funny. And and you oh, hear at the perfect. end at the end of the episode that everyone else is also just dying at that point. That that was the line that got all of those guys too. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised they were able to cut that properly. Mm. But yes, and then you know, and apparently that that's the thing that happens: the husband eats the wife, which yes. is bullshit sexism. Mm-hmm. Patriarchy. Patriarchy. Yeah, man. But you can still do her stand up from inside of him. Yeah. C-53 clapping to be like, oh, clank, 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 clank. I adored those clanking noises so much. I love I know. It's, it's so, so funny. It's like just like tin cans slapping together. God, God, sorry. Rod bless Shane O'Connell. That's, Indeed. That was just perfect. I know. But yes, uh, I hate to say, I'm going to probably put the horrifying eating clip in here. Just oh, to, just to. Uh, if we have to suffer, then everyone else has to as well. Yes. <laughs> I now pronounce you bride and groom. Yay! Wow. I really, I really wish she'd shrunk down that. And now his tongue is three times her size. So his tongue is just enveloping her. Ugh. Ugh. Is he gonna swallow her? Oh, oh. <laughs> and then yes. I was like, that stand-up comedy was nah, it was great, but you know, <laughs> that's probably why they were eating. Yeah. Oh, Dal thought it was funny. Ah. <laughs> and uh, so that we go back to the ship, mm-hmm. and Plek is apparently still messed up? Question mark. But no, no, he's the right size. He just looks just wrong. Looks wrong. <laughs> Maybe it made him pinker or something. I don't know. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, then Nermi calls, and he's like, "Hey, Ambassador Texeter, uh, what? Tell me the rank to authorize miniaturization." <laughs> Which getting more demerits. I know, and also there's a there's that specifically written into the authorizations. Like, okay, so to do miniaturization, which apparently happens often enough, they have a rule for this. I I, I kind of imagine the Federated Alliance has one of those rule books that's just. Like a library's worth of books yeah. and of subclauses and clauses and just and, and like Nermi's tried to read all of it without doubt. And I mean, even C's probably like, I'm not reading all this. <laughs> For real. Or he just honestly doesn't care because it's the, just a restraining bolt that keeps him from, you know, mm. being like, jerk this job and walking away. Yeah. Well, we don't learn about that bolt until the next episode, so. Yeah. But, um,. <laughs> the speech, like, I really like this speech. Was it nice, Pleck, to almost get married and kill some horses? <laughs> Pleck points out that marriage is actually eating people, yeah. not chucking well, them. So. Yeah. so we thought that so was going to go in a weird direction, but it ended up okay. You were presented with royalty. <laughs> and uh, and then at the end, they're like, well, Nervy's missing his shirt now, and everyone takes off their shirt in solidarity. Oh. Yep. And no, and apparently it's him seriously. I know, and it's apparently really working for Dar. Mm. <laughs> and I still don't know if it, yeah. <laughs> removing my exterior torso. But just to point out that we learn at this point that Nerm is is not a Tellurian. Yes. We don't know what he is yet, but we know he's not a Tellurian. So that's true. And then Bargy's. I'm gonna take it off too. Engines. <laughs> the Bargy. Oh, Chuck my life. Chuck my life. <laughs> But yes, that's pretty much the episode. There's a post-credits thing of them laughing at the, uh, the what was I going to say, the the horse eating part. Yeah, the, the the if anyone objects line. Yes. So I appreciated in in the ending credits saying that uh, if you didn't like the episode, that you were very welcome to put your review in a shoot of your choosing. A flap or shoot of your choosing. <laughs> that's pretty great. But yeah, that's the episode. Um, so things that I wanted to discuss about this Winston is not here yes that's not a good precedent to set but why why wasn't he there I can only I assume know. Like, maybe his his schedule didn't sync up or something I mean maybe you know and it could be that they wanted to be like take someone off put a guest on or something like that mm-hmm. to like that's make true. up for you know but um also Dar has female pronouns in this episode 
yes, well, yes. <laughs> and they, they, you know, later on it becomes a little bit back and forth, but, you know, I still want to know if, if they heard when we were talking about it in Discord and stuff like that to be mm. like, you keep doing this to die, and, you know, because mm. it does go back and forth. Anyway. Also, at this point, the Rebellion, I wanted to mention this, sounds pretty like, eh, they're not doing much. They just sit in caves and bunkers and whatever. Listen to all of them. They're gearing up. They're gearing up. I guess so. Yeah. And uh, so I also want to mention C-53 has flares and projection. Mm. I mean, so if if we're going into sort of the established lore from this episode, then yeah, C-53 has, as you say, flares and projection, but we learn he has a cube and that he's happy to change frames all the time. He doesn't give a shit. No, no, no. And that he he and Doug can both understand horse speech, whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much all my notes. This, we've gone over some of the stuff, like the shrinking ratio. Yeah. The 300-foot dar problem. So it's important that uh, we've also established that silge exists in this episode. So. That's true. <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> They're just ships. Anyways, uh... <laughs> so yeah uh do you have anything you want to talk about that we haven't already unless you want to go into some segments um well it's just uh, interesting that uh the the mother of shitana gets a name but the dad never gets a name so wait really what's the yeah what's what's the mother's name i can't oh I yeah you're right my yeah no that, you're right i think it's, it's Ma- modeling p hauser that's it Wow, good recall. Yeah, I don't know. I just listened to the episode, like, yeah, so. Yeah, well, I did too. <laughs> okay. I have a terrible memory. I have to write everything I've, down. I mean, I've been listening to it like five times in preparation. It's fine. But... Oh, fair enough. <laughs> but my my memory works just awfully normally, so there you go. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> huh. mm. Yeah, you're right. Now, now I remember that. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, are there any questions you'd like to ask a cast member? Besides, where is Winston? What have you done with him? <laughs> um, I think we did mention earlier one question that would be interesting to ask, but of course I've completely forgotten that now. So, <laughs> Anyways. Um, well, how did you get Sashir Tomato, I guess, is one good question. Because the yeah. quality of guests has been really solid for, you know, yeah. for this podcast. Mm. It's difficult to say. I mean, obviously she's, she's very good at improv. Yes. I've seen her, she was on, um, when I went to the, oh god, what's it called? The Now Hear This Festival. I went to the one in New York. Um, She was on the Love It or Leave It episode that they were recording, and she did a dramatic reading of the Taylor Swift song, Look What You Made Me Do, which was really entertaining, but because she read it like she was going fuck crazy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, honestly, it it made so much sense as like a series of threats. Is it like, getting sort of uh, William Shatner-esque sort of thing? A little bit, yeah. Nice. But, <laughs> alright, so, you want to move into the Ion Cannon section? Uh, yes, please, go ahead. Alright, so this is Ion Cannon, which is, we're going to establish what cannon was established, and then maybe make a little of our own. So, um, do you have a list of the cannon that was established? Yeah, I mean, we've already covered pretty much um, everything, but just to, just to list it out nicely... Um, the the law that was established in this episode is that uh, Dar has fairy scales. Yes. C fifty three has a cube, and that he changes frames. Yes. Uh, that Silge exists. Yes. C fifty three and Dar can understand horse speech. Yes. Uh, that there are four planets in the Federated Alliance that have this <laughs> weird consummation ritual. Yeah. That uh, they have a season called Zistarkistad. Yes. And that uh, Nermit is not a Tellurian. True. I may, yes. I may have missed some other little ones, but uh, those are the, the, the main takeaways, I guess, yeah. for the uh, for the law. Oh, and uh, I want to also mention that uh, clothing is part of demerits. Yes. Yes. That's there, a, there is a demerit system, system, and it involves taking off shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Nami. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um. So one thing that I came up with for an, mm-hmm. so for another thing in the canon, this is a little different, but uh, I established. An alternate universe where mm-hmm. Plek has where Plek actually goes through with marrying the princess, but then discovers he has to eat her instead of actually what he thinks is about to happen. Yeah. And then is like, oh, I gotta run away. Like they're like, come on, Plek, oh. go ahead and eat her. 
Not to be fair. That'd be horrifying. He's not, he's not that happy around sort of like romantic situations anyway, so True. maybe it's actually a blessing for him. I mean, he'd be like, oh, thank you, that was happening. Because, you know, Pleck is, you know, the, the, they mentioned, like, he's low-key, like, you know, ace, but, you know. Mm. Well, we have discussed in the Discord whether it's, it's possible that he is actually ace, but not actually, you know, established as such. So it would be interesting if that was actually real. That, like, he's about to have to question <laughs> just to make it more awkward for Pleck? But yeah, It'd be really cool if they established that he was actually asexual because there aren't that many asexual characters represented. That's in, true. In many forms of media, so that's true. That would be cool. That would be cool. And he does. I always it, yeah. hoped that they'd uh, make it canon that Daryl Dixon on The Walking Dead was asexual. I thought mm. that would have been really cool. But, uh, yeah, there we are. <laughs> there we are. But yeah, like I said, that was my thought of like that would mm. be an interesting other take on this episode to be like. Mm. Oh, that he's set up to eat the princess. And then him just trying to essentially just run away out of it. Because that is horrifying. And would would C-53 and Dar have helped or just left him to suffer? They'd be like, you should have read the file. No, I'm kidding. No, there's no (laughs) file in this. (laughs) I gave you notes. (laughs) Like, I think you should have done it, Plek. (laughs) Would have established diplomatic relations. I know, by eating the princess. (laughs) And then everyone, yeah, I was gonna say, and then everyone being in support of Plek eating the princess. Yeah, that would have been weird. That would have been super weird, which is why when I thought of that, I was like, oh, that would have been a a way crazier direction. The horse thing was also crazy. I'm not gonna, you know. Yes, well, they they saved us a scene that could have been very bad. It could have been very bad. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty bad, but. (laughs) All right. So, uh, if you have any additional canon, otherwise. Um, well, I was just going to say, um, if anyone listening has any particular questions or specific comments about upcoming episodes, then to please email us at uh, zixfancast at gmail.com or to tweet us at, at zixfancast. And, yeah. and we'll, we'll, we'll bring them up on the episode, we'll talk about them, we'll try and answer them. Especially if you have anything for Ion Cannon for an upcoming episode. Yeah, any any AUs or headcanons that uh, you, you guys might have, we'd love to hear about that. Yeah, absolutely. Or you just get on the Discord and talk to us, because we're there constantly. Definitely join the Discord, because we'll be looking to get in some co-hosts in the future, and we'll probably be picking them from the Discord first, because we talk to those people and we like those people. Yeah, we're, I, we're, try, we're pretty much lining up some co-hosts for some upcoming episodes, so, you know, yeah. get on that, people. Anyways. It's going to be fun. But yeah, the, um, the one last part, the one last segment, the final segment, mm. fresh and whack. Mm-hmm. So yes. what... Do you, what did you think was the freshest and wackest part of this episode? Oh, goodness. Honestly, the the freshest bit for me was, was the if anyone objects line. That that was really good. But I, Closely I, followed by the C-53 clap, clap, clap. Clack, 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 clack. Yeah. Yeah, so I put, so in, in contrast to the previous episode, I actually put Nermi's I'm mad at you speech as one of the freshest oh. parts. Hey, how was it? Good. Was it weird to go kill some horses? You know, <laughs> I I really appreciated that and I enjoyed that. Oh, you went to the wonderful forest moon of Grenlin. Yeah, was it was, nice? I mean, not really. It was, it was sort of weird. Oh, was it weird? Was it weird to I mean, almost get married and kill some horses? And okay, okay, that was a mistake. And honestly, the only whack thing for me was the the voice modulation they had for Shitana, because to start off with, it just it just sounds really artificial and it's sort of. It took me a little bit of getting used to to sort of accept it, you know? True. Without it breaking the fourth wall, as it were. So. That's true. I think it, it, it folded in pretty well later on to be like, it's yeah. artificially adorable, you know? Yeah. But also... The more you listen, the more accustomed you get to it. But yeah, but know. also I'm I'm honestly surprised that you did not pick the horse grunt eating parts as the wackest part of this, because I was like, yeah, that was well, pretty upsetting. I've already chosen to forget that, so... <laughs> you must remember. No. <laughs> so yes that's clearly a part that was like oh no but you know it, it was amusing at least thinking back and trying to forget i i i trust i trusted them i trusted they wouldn't steer us wrong i i, I to a degree it, but this was episode two so you're like mm. oh is this about to get real odd yeah <laughs> about to get an explicit tag <laughs> true but yeah that's um I believe that'll end it for the fan cast. I think we're done. 
And so as a, like to get to our social media, you mentioned a couple of them before, but let's lay them out here. So we have, uh, so join the discord, damn it. Yep. But which is the Patreon for Mission to Zix. Mm-hmm. Um, also the Twitter is at Zix Fancast, Z-Y-X-X-F-A-N-C-A-S-T. Or one word. Yes. We also have a Facebook page, which I believe is facebook.com slash Fancast. Yeah, search it and you'll find it. <laughs> yeah, you just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um... What else? And just listen to Mission 6, damn it. Because it's wonderful. Yeah. And they're wonderful people to support. And send us your, like, suggestions and whatnot on at zixfancast at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I- well, we're good. all hail the Federated Alliance. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> toot, toot, toot.